Hello and welcome to the WADFAM Chalkbot. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Acebo. And boy, do we have a doozy today, folks. We're talking about episode 280, Gone. It's what happens when Dylan pulls the lever. I'm gone. He's gone. Oh, what a lovely... I mean, this is so much. Uh Uh-huh. And also, not enough, like, Mm. to a certain extent. We'll, We'll get into it. But right off the top, I do want to say, did the music interludes feel really long? They definitely rode the music harder than they sometimes do. But I didn't think about the interludes themselves being that long, no. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was just me listening to it or whatever in my short attention span but it felt like they were really Wait. trying to pad the uh andrew has a short attention span. <laughs> yeah in a stunning turn of events andrew got bored listening to something for more than seven seconds <laughs> oh my goodness tiktok was invented for him folks yes it was and vine too um looks at my track record <laughs> it's very promising it's incredible that he does a podcast yeah. The anti-vine. <laughs> it's true. Uh, anyways. Uh, <laughs> this episode about John Avery Whitaker right. leaving Odyssey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the episode that finally grapples with the fact that the actor who played Wit has died. Yeah. Uh, so, we, I mean, we talked about it kind of at the start, which was like, okay, we need to, like, get... We need to, They needed to figure out what they were doing, and mm-hmm. so they sent... Bernard and Eugene on a road trip mm-hmm. as a way to like stall for time, allow them to figure out how they were going to figure out right <laughs> wit right what, what they we were going to do? do with John Avery Whitaker now that um yeah now now that Hal Smith had passed and so it yeah it, it, they eventually land on okay we're not going to have him die. Mm-hmm. On like have the character of Wit die, yeah, and they didn't have anyone they could immediately recast him with, mm-hmm. so they set up this the premise of this episode, which is okay. While they're gone, Wit gets like an offer he can't refuse, and he leaves. <laughs> yeah, and it's not even necessarily an offer he can't refuse. He just gets an he gets an excellent opportunity to do something he hasn't done before in a field that he's interested in. How is that not an offer he can't refuse? That's fair. I don't know. The offer word, and especially the can't refuse bit, like, it makes it seem a bit more transactional. And, like, like he was being purchased. (laughs) I don't think that that's how I typically read an offer they can't refuse. But maybe. I don't know. Maybe I've watched too many mob movies. (laughs) That's that's why I read so much aggression and... uh, hostility into that (laughs) (laughs) um but but yeah so they they decide okay we can we can move him away from odyssey which Mm -hmm. is a crazy thing to do because he's the center of odyssey Mm -hmm. so they decide to do that and bring bernard and eugene in like right after he has left um, and they do some clever editing in this episode to use Hal Smith's voice. These are all lines that had been recorded for previous episodes. Okay, wow. Um, I did have that question because there's a lot of, like, relatively specific terms and such used that feel like it. There's moments where it feels very cobbled together. And sure. then there are moments where I was deeply questioning, like, did they get in, in like, a Hal Smith impersonator? Is that no. what they did? Nope. So... 
uh, Dave Arnold uh, was the sound designer on this episode, and he's got a really good um, bit here um, where he talks about, yeah, this episode and just how that was, yeah, he, he talks about it as the most difficult show he ever produced, both physically and emotionally draining. Wow. Like, it, the, he wanted to do it as a labor of love for Hal Smith. Yeah, of course. Um, and they wanted to have wit in the show. Yeah. And so um, this episode's written and directed by Paul McCusker. Lovely. And he wrote the script out using as minimal dialogue for, like, wit keeping wit in yeah. the tiniest bit possible, but having... Um, but having it all be about wit. Correct. Correct. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Doing a script that's about wit, but keeping him in as little as possible. I think um, it has a very, this is going to be a crass comparison, but um, uh, Rogue One, mm-hmm. what they do with um, with Tarkin in that. Oh, yeah, Where, yeah. like, they, <laughs> you can see the versions of that script mm-hmm. where Tarkin didn't appear at all. Yeah. Or where he only appeared in hologram. Mm-hmm. And then the version that they landed on where they like digitally recreated him and had a voice actor do an imitation. Yeah. Which is not what they're doing here. But yeah. you can see like the scaffolding mm-hmm. of let's have Wit involved as little as possible. Yes. Let's write, let's like have Will Ryan read a letter from Wit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then a can we act can we do anything more mm-hmm. and so mccusker like wrote some some lines where he was like roughly like this is what i'm going for mm-hmm. and then dave arnold went back through all hundreds yeah. of old episodes both from the yeah we're at 280 bo- like right so both the episodes that as they aired Mm -hmm. but also um just scratch tape they had Mm, yeah hey do we have anything that is do do we have stuff from the sessions that didn't make it in Mm -hmm. do we have b-sides do we have whatever yeah that was the there were words from um when he's talking about the pillows and uh, when he's on the plane i was like that's so specific but it it sounded kind of canned but I could not, for the life of me, placed where it came from. And that's why I thought it was an impersonator. <laughs> right. No. So, like, yeah, it is. So they do that thing where they, because they, they have people interact with the scripts as they exist. And there's a good article on the wiki that tries to, um, they call them foreign lines. Mm-hmm. And this happens a couple times throughout the show. Um, where they're like using old lines for actors during Will Ryan's hiatus. We talked about some of this cause they do. Um, cause we get some of that in Novacom mm-hmm. with Will Ryan. We also talked about it in the time has come the, um, will or the Eugene becomes a Christian episode. Cause yeah. they have wit leave a voicemail mm-hmm. and it's all reused Hal Smith audio. Yeah. And so they're doing it here. And so like the the pillow stuff is from the is from episode 213 Best Intentions. Um as is the um what book should I start with next mm-hmm. is also from that episode. And there's a whole article that kind of outlines all of the different spots they pulled his audio from. That's um, so cool. But yeah, so they really... And you got to think, this is pre-digital, right? So all of this is 
hand clipped and cut, right? This was actually the first episode they produced digitally. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, all of the no so problem all there. The old tapes are, mm-hmm. I am assuming, being re-recorded mm-hmm. onto digital. Yeah. as they're going through this, mm-hmm. but the but like, yeah, this is the first time that they pieced it together using a computer. Wow. Um, which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Given the scope of it, and given like when we are in yeah, the history of the show. Like, it's like, oh, we're now at a point where we could technologically do that, Mm -hmm. and this episode really needs it. Mm -hmm. Although, I wouldn't – like, I imagine this was difficult for Dave Arnold because, like, you never want to – the first time you're using a piece of technology for it to be – a, a product you have correct. to <laughs> and one that is this vital to the show oh goodness yeah and it yeah so this episode aired september 3rd of 94 mm-hmm. which is a week after the previous one so they okay. they had taken a hiatus earlier mm-hmm. in the year but at this point we're going week to week with episodes having yeah. already had this one in the can but this is um originally aired september 3rd of um of 94 the house smith had passed away the end of january so we're about eight months out from Mm -hmm. that and during that time they've been doing episodes where like scripts that already existed where they Mm -hmm. replaced wit doing a lot of like writing wit out of scenes yeah um or referencing him off camera they also Mm -hmm. take a break during this time yeah and then we like finally come back with the road trip mm-hmm. um, and end the road trip with this. So this has been obviously a huge undertaking for everyone involved. Like this is something that they really needed to get right, not just because it was so crucial to the show, but because they cared for Hal Smith. Yeah, of course. He's, like He was integral to the identity of the show. Like there is no Odyssey as we know it if there was not Hal Smith first. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a really there's a, a bit in the in the um official guide from Katie Lee where she writes saying that um she was very sad when Hal died. Um and that it was hard for her to work on the show and play Connie. Um he always recorded at the mic that was right across from her Yeah, when they were doing recordings in the room. And out of respect, they that microphone was, was left, left empty, empty after his death. But she was just like, that was so hard yeah. to like have to record across mm-hmm. from like this memorial to Hal Smith. Right. Yeah. And then, and then says that she was so happy when they started letting people use that mic again. Mm-hmm. Um, was it, um, did Paul Herlinger then replace it? Does it say anything about that? Or the mic was reused before yeah. Herlinger came yeah. back. It okay. wasn't just standing there in Memorial that whole time. That would almost be weirder. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but yeah, they eventually started just letting people use that, that mic again. And yeah, <laughs> And yeah, it is. But still, I, I, you know, I guess I haven't really thought about it. That must have been so hard for a young Katie Lee to, yeah, um, to play the same character and have the same ongoing relationship with two very, you know, two different human beings representing the same person. Oh, you're saying later when Hurlinger yeah, comes yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's that's fair. She definitely, yeah, I mean. I would just be curious to explore more of the feelings that were dredged up in that experience. Because, I mean, it's relatively unique within shows that they have, you know, an actor die and they don't write off the character. Right, no, that is that is very fair. And to have someone who you're, right, I mean, the, that them, Will Ryan, Walker Edmonston were there from day one. I yeah. I mean, that's that's odyssey but for 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 what it's worth katie lee is in her like late 30s at this point in the show okay that's so fair. it's not like it's not like she's, she's not Connie's age dealing with this <laughs> yeah but well and the show's been around for a handful of years at this point correct correct which means yeah i mean they're they're co-workers like they've yeah. been doing this together for a while um and yeah that would not be yeah it would be tough tough on everyone Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it, it just, there's a whole, a whole lot that goes into, yeah, this episode that is just really well executed, both from a literal production sense and also from the, yeah, just the, the emotions and the writing and the, everything mm-hmm. that's going into this, the performances, um the other the other thing we we should talk about here is that this is our first episode with Jack Allen. Darn straight it is. I you know, I'm sure I've heard this episode before. I, I like I'm familiar with what happens to a certain extent. I I don't remember anything about the part two, which we didn't really say off the top, but as yeah, this it's is coming in. kind out, of a part two. I mean, it's, the, the episodes are called Gone and But Not Forgotten. Yeah. But they're not, it's kind of like the, it's kind of like the Katrina episode we covered mm. earlier. Yeah. Uh, it began with a rabbit's foot, it ended with right. a handshake, where exactly. it's like, these are paired together. Yeah. But they're not, like, dependent on each other in quite the same way. Yeah, it's it, this does feel like a, a self-contained episode in a way that, like, uh, First House on the Left, or Fifth House on the Left doesn't. Correct. Like, that ends on a cliffhanger. This ends on a new beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and so we've got, we've got Alan Young coming in to play Jack Allen. Um, Jack Allen is named after Alan Young, and Jack being the uh, nickname for C.S. Lewis um, mm. that he preferred people call him um, during an era where you could just be called Jack. Lovely. Like, Jack just seems like it was a generic nickname for a long time. Hey, Jack. Also, oh, yeah. right, you also get the thing of, like, of Jack is a common nickname for John, mm-hmm. and we've got John Avery Whitaker, obviously, so yeah. now we've got Jack Allen. And so he comes into this episode. He is Wit's uh, childhood friend, um, and yeah, get, finally has an appearance here. Mm-hmm. And we we've probably done greater context on Alan Young in the past, but his he his he's famous most famous for playing Wilbur on Mister Ed, mm-hmm. um, the classic talking horse show. Yeah, um, with yeah. Um, and he played a a, horse, a, a main character on on that show. He's not the titular Mister Ed, but you no, know, he is he is a noteworthy character. Um, and has yeah, just been a fantastic voice actor through all time. I mean, yeah, but before his passing in 2016, mm-hmm. um, played a whole bunch of things, including probably most famously Scrooge McDuck in yes. all the Ducktales stuff. Um, 
which you know great theme song about that before yeah and whatnot yeah it is just yeah no and it's very cool i will say just in this era of the show that they're able to replace a heavy hitter like hal smith with somebody like alan young who is a voice that's familiar who and you know in the similar way that hal smith was owl like and and was on the andy griffith show you know it's it's a familiar character this is somebody that this generation or the generation above them will know to a certain extent and if they don't it's not particularly offensive. Right, but it feels like they're pulling another guy who's, like, cut from the same cloth. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, it just, it makes, it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And there's, yeah, there's a good, a good quote for, for Alan Young where he says, uh, they told me that they weren't replacing Hal because you couldn't replace him. Mm-hmm. But they were looking for someone who might have the same feel that Hal had. And they thought I might have that feel. That's very sweet. Which just, yeah, I mean, it, it just sums up what they're doing yeah. with Jack. Yeah. They need, like, a grandpa yeah. on, in, in Odyssey. And, well, they need a patriarch. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, like, and they talk in the they talk in the official guide about the fact that, like, they thought about trying to make that Tom, mm-hmm. which I think would have been maybe a more obvious choice. Yeah. You've got someone who's been here since the beginning. Walker mm-hmm. Edmondson's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Tom's a good character. Like it yeah. would have been having him run wits end, mm-hmm. you know, while, um, having him away. run wits end while wit is gone would just make sense. Especially this is pre Timothy center. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's got a lot less going on. Like, yeah. Give, give Tom something to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was he, he hasn't even run for mayor. No, time? that that's yeah. that's coming. That's coming very soon. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, we won't be talking about it because we already did. <laughs> but but yeah, it. Um, I would be uh, remiss to not mention another legendary member of the voice actor community, Randy Crenshaw. Who right? Is yeah, back we, t- again. we talked about literally last episode, and yep. he he is here playing uh, the the security guard at the airport later on mm-hmm. in the episode but but yeah and we've got cory burton on the radio like it, it's you know it's a kind of you know normal standard yeah normal cast no i just extent, thought it was funny but... because randy crenshaw was on the last episode as a firefighter <laughs> right 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 well and maureen davis was on the last episode as well and is on this one again um playing the uh Oh gosh, who does she play on this one? She is the the like flight attendant, mm-hmm. or no, 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 not the flight attendant, the airport announcer. Um, but but yeah, yeah, coming back after doing two with them. So yeah, they were just kind of rolling with yeah in the studio the and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, okay. Well, you ready to jump in? We got yeah. a promo for this. <laughs> yeah. Oh shoot, I didn't even think. Wow, I'm really curious to see what this promo is. Yeah, actually. Saying goodbye is never easy, as Eugene learns on the next Adventure in Odyssey. When he and Bernard return from their road trip, they discover they've just missed someone very special. Eugene's determined dash to the airport won't stop for traffic jams, misdirected shortcuts, or even security. Don't miss this heartfelt episode next time on Adventures in Odyssey. Why does it sound like Western music? A bad decision. What? 
That was a bad decision. Homeward Bound, Wits Leaving Odyssey. Mm. Wow. Okay. Does Homeward Bound have Western music in it? Isn't that the Isn't that the movie about the cows? Nope. In the West? What am I thinking of? Home on the Range? Home on the Range. Homeward Bound is about the dogs. Oh, yes. And the cats. Yes, that um it's like live action or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Following the success of Babe. Yeah. I love me some Homeward Bound. Yeah, no, I really actually remember having a lot of affection for that. But anyways, the the yeah, the music the the, the choice, Why? that promo does not hit the tone that this episode hits. No. But the, I guess you don't sell the episode on the tone? I don't know. No, but I, I was surprised I'm glad with they didn't how... spoil Wit's departure. Yeah. In the promo. They do spoil it in the teaser for this episode, which is really freaking annoying. Mhm. Like yeah. that we both hear Hal Smith, mm-hmm. so we know that that surprise is there. Yeah. And it also, so here's here's a thing that I think is really interesting. The following, after this episode aired, Focus on the Family put out releases in both their magazine and in Clubhouse magazine addressing Hal Smith's death. Which had occurred eight months prior, but because it was 94, mm-hmm. people just didn't know. Yeah, that is what actually, a weird thing. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, man. It, it is just yeah. I was reading that in the guide, and I was like, oh yeah, no, that makes sense. Right. I guess that that's not making national newspapers. Mm-hmm. So how would people know mm-hmm. until right? Yeah. Well, like it's not like they had a website that they could put up. Right. A no, blast this is on. pre the internet. Yeah. This is like yeah. Or, or or the the, the World Wide Web certainly, but www dot um, yeah yeah what a what a wild thing choice to and think about but. yeah no it it makes sense though that they would put it out in both magazines uh, yeah but you f- know once again following this episode yeah like not eight months ago when it occurred no 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 <laughs> like they were just like living in this world alone like, right basically yeah it's yeah without the audience the audience couldn't really mourn until what after this episode came out yeah after these uh, after what? this episode and the next came out is when they actually published something addressing it jeez yeah yeah i mean yeah it maybe made some news that like Oh, on you know, on the day he died, actor of yada yada. Sure, sure. You know, yeah, passes. Yes. But yeah. it's not going to be directly tied to Odyssey. It's not going right, to be directly tied to anything. It doesn't spread like that. Yeah, exactly. Well, and there's no social media to like clip off the ten seconds of the newscast where they're talking about it to spread. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Strange. I think I might have a, a greater appreciation for delayed gratification if I didn't grow up with the internet. <laughs> this is yeah, something that is not a revelation, but an unfortunate reality. <laughs> anyway, um, the episode itself. I feel like we're finally yeah, we've into just the point where we can... the right. living heck out this bush. We are like 30 <laughs> minutes into this episode, yes. and we haven't even talked about the episode, but... Yeah. You know, but we also whatever. <laughs> that's what you're. That's what you're here for, guys. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I didn't mean to let you down. Give me some notes, but yeah, I'll try to be better. <laughs> so Bernard and Eugene are arriving back in Odyssey after a 34 day trip. Yeah, 
um, to, to, uh, to California and back. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when they come in, they see all these banners and like, it's so like the whole town is decked out. Town hall yeah. is, looks like when president Eisenhower came to town, which yeah. Bernard remembers. <laughs> of course he does. He is old. Yeah. Um, and never left Odyssey, which we established previously in this arc. There's a goodbye and good and god bless banner Mm -hmm. um and they finally get to wit's end and they're like well we'll go to wit's end wit's end is where they always like Mm -hmm. we don't know what's going on he always knows what's going on and connie's in there and yeah they like basically pull up to park and then connie bolts out right it's just like whoa guys you're here like we've been trying so hard to get a hold of you the which again another crazy thing of like pre-cell phone there was no way that they like right she's like you didn't leave us any way to contact you yeah he was like well maude had ways to contact me they were like and connie's like maude's away too Mm -hmm. like no one knew where you were you should have left something because like you know he left while you were gone and like you weren't here for it and and yeah they're like who who left what are you saying and she's she delivers wit he left odyssey yeah in just one of those line readings that is burned into my mind and possibly not from this episode this episode seemed more familiar than the previous ones on this arc Mm -hmm. i'm not positive i had heard it um i think i had but also a lot of this audio comes up later in the eugene return stuff that we yeah exactly and so that's where i'm like ah like it's hard to know what is my recollection versus Mm. what is like kind of clip showy because of course this is an episode they're gonna refer back to yeah but but yeah also just quick question um when you have a going away party and stuff do you typically just leave the decorations out and everybody leaves it happened an hour ago oh okay that's fair like and like wit left or tom took wit to the airport an hour prior yeah that's that's actually absurd. okay so, so maybe it would so be like i yeah so i'm guessing they just haven't taken down all the decorations yet but mm-hmm. yes that is kind of a funny thing but also i don't know maybe if you're trying to remember them it feels yeah. like something they do in stars hollow like when they throw the oh, going yeah. away party for rory like mm-hmm. spoilers i guess not um, spoilers <laughs> <laughs> so sorry yeah but we so we get the backstory here which is that uh, a man who we've never heard of before, who was Wit's mentor, um, was working in the Middle East for the Universal Press Foundation. Um, Dr. Kane. Yeah. Or something like it. Yeah, and he he passed away suddenly, and so they needed to replace him quickly. Otherwise, like, they would basically lose their opportunity. Like, yeah. the relationships established with the community or whatever, it couldn't just sit vacant for mm-hmm. a while. There's It's archaeology, so there's presumably governments involved. Like, yeah. there's, there's a whole thing here. And so, like, Witt went to Chicago to meet with the Universal Press Foundation, which mm-hmm. he's the chairman of, um, to try and find someone else to take that spot mm-hmm. and in doing so kind of came to the realization that he's the person to take that spot yeah which is fair it does make sense Wit is also very old and wouldn't <laughs> you be like replacing the problems of an old man as the with another old man <laughs> yeah i i think that there is a i think that it makes sense for 
as a short-term yeah, solution. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, I, I think about, like, so often when there is, like, a vacancy, especially in, like, a pastoral position or something mm-hmm. that's, like, a little bit, like, not necessarily, like, something corporate, mm-hmm. but something that's more organizational, whatever, yeah. you tap someone who is a member of the congregation mm-hmm. who is maybe retired or yeah. has experience like, or correct something. has experience in this field to just be like hey can you be the person to fill in keep this ship afloat <laughs> like you need you need someone to you need someone to fill the gap mm-hmm. as an interim and it feels like maybe that's kind of the role it's playing here um yeah. wherein like this isn't going to be a permanent thing for him. They don't want to say that it's super temporary because they don't know how long till they're going to bring him back. But, Mm -hmm. um, or I guess potentially even if they're going to bring him back, like at this point, they could just leave him out there in perpetuity or have him pass away out there or whatever. They're still kind of in the treading water, buying time area, Mm -hmm. but, but they did it in a way that gives them the option to bring him back. Definitely. Which if they had just, had him die while they were gone Mm -hmm. they wouldn't have had that chance true yeah i (laughs) i i almost wish that they had had him die after this i don't know yeah it's it's tough we've talked about it a lot in the like boy is it depressing that like they can't that they have just done recasting twice now, that they yeah. can't actually let the character die. Like, the show feels like it is locked because of that decision. Mm-hmm. At this time, though... I don't think that it was the wrong decision. I I get it. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. Well, and with Herlinger, I feel like they proved that they were able to come back just as strong. Yeah, right. And then it's like, well, let's just do it again. But the <laughs> That other, always goes great. <laughs> but the other thing that's at play here is like, and I, it hadn't really been a thing I realized until we were covering these episodes because this isn't my native era of the show. Mm-hmm. How central wit is up to this point. Like, I have, Wit has always been the main character of Odyssey. Yeah. But following Hal Smith's passing, they do a lot of episodes that don't involve Wit at all. Mm -hmm. And you get, you get Jack, Mm -hmm. you get Jason, Mm -hmm. you get a lot of, hey, this episode is centered around Eugene and Bernard. This Mm -hmm. episode is a, like, Wooten heavy episode. This is... This one's just Connie. Like, Mm -hmm. you have that... It almost forced them to do more world building. Correct. Correct. Where up till this point, Hal Smith was so much the center, which I didn't really realize until covering covering this this year, but also just doing this podcast in general, but, like, how central he is to the show in the early days. The fact that every intro has... Hal Smith up until his death is like remarkable mm-hmm. because my view of Odyssey is way more democratic and less centralized. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, and, and so, I think... yeah, when you're in that situation, it makes an amount of sense mm-hmm. to be like, we need to, we just letting him die isn't necessarily the correct play here. Yeah. You were going to 
say something? No, no, no. Yeah. The, but the thing that's interesting there is they had... So the, the Mortal Coil was written originally mm-hmm. as a way to have Wit, Wit die. die. Yeah. Um, it was following the death of Hal Smith's wife, mm-hmm. and his health had been deteriorating at that mm-hmm. point. This is two years later um, that he finally passes. And yeah. it's suddenly, but also, like, not surprisingly yeah yeah i mean he's an older gentleman if he had declining health it's not rocket science to think that it could go downhill quickly and so they wrote an out and then they decided not to use it and keep and but but use it in the show and Mm -hmm. keep his his story going Mm -hmm. and so then it feels like well when he does pass away and they don't have a an out written Mm mm-hmm they should probably find a way to keep his story going. Yeah. And also, right, you have a man and a character who's so central to the show, and having that character die almost feels disrespectful to Hal Smith's legacy. That's fair. Like, I think, ultimately, maybe it would have been the utmost respect to be like, no one else can ever be this man. Yeah. But in, in the moment, the impulse to be like, man, we just had to, like lose a friend Mm -hmm. do we want to lose the character as well yeah no for sure well and like you said with incredibly central and you know i feel like at least what i've learned is you know depending on what era you grew up in with odyssey you have different views of wit uh and and the show in general where you know the people that are older than me that grew up with more of this and earlier episodes of the show do view wit as like a much more central perhaps like authoritarian type figure because he is so dominant and like the main character early on yeah so yeah i know i i i find it very interesting the the line that they had to walk there i i can't say that they did the wrong thing by any means it would have been interesting and out of morbid curiosity i would love to see an adventures in odyssey without wit but yeah and we do and for what it's worth we do get it for like a couple years yeah yeah like all of the what i consider like the great stuff in blackguard mm-hmm. happens without, without wit. wit yeah yeah like it is the show figures out really how to function in this space mm-hmm. and when they bring him back spoiler alert they do <laughs> they do so in a way that is um that doesn't just bring this man back and put him at the center of mm-hmm. the world yeah it's like he gets to come back and be a part of this world. Mm-hmm. And then I think the the quote-unquote reboot, your 51 forward, yeah. does, yeah, changes that dynamic yet again. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> yeah. You <know>? Worse. <laughs> yeah. It was a mistake. Yes. We, we agree. Odyssey could have ended at album 50. Yeah. No, or it could have just gone There's on. There's a with, lot of stuff yeah. I enjoy post album fifty. There's so much that I enjoy Green post Ring's album. Fun, yeah, but like, and the Buck stuff's cool. Jewel stuff is cool. I like what they did with Eugene and Connie. It makes sense. It's just frustrating how central they have to keep wit, as opposed to during the Paul Harlinger area, where they really actually kind of spread their wings and were able to build this. You know, the Odyssey that. Mm, is the subject of so many podcasts today. You know, like, this is where the yeah. characters get, you know, it goes beyond the Barclays, where it's like, the Barclays feels like one TV show, that era, you know, sure. your neighborhood kids. But when Paul Harlinger comes in, and especially in this time without him, 
Odyssey gets so much bigger. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, so yeah, um, Wit has decided to, yeah, to go off to the Middle East. He, there's, Connie mentions that he was inspired by something Eugene said yeah. about, like, going out and... Broadening his horizons. Correct. Yeah. And I just, I love that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the idea that Eugene and this whole, like, kind of ridiculous road mm-hmm. trip, whatever thing that he was going through here, like, that Wit took that as as inspiration, and it, like... This episode is a lot about the relationship between Eugene, Eugene and Wit. Yeah. And it's really cool. Just the way that line really makes it clear that things go both ways. Yeah. Um, In a way just, that I don't know is really that firmly established previously. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's so good. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they Connie calls the airport and they find out that the flight is set is like going to leave in 35 minutes because yeah. it has been delayed. Like, it was supposed to leave in 15, it's been delayed 20, so they have to get there in mm-hmm. 35 minutes. And Bernard and Eugene, like, jump into Bernard's new truck, and they just <laughs> race down the highway. Correct. And Will Ryan is doing an incredible oh performance here, like, losing his mind. There's a part at which he says, to who? Yeah. And Bernard says, whom? Yeah. <laughs> Which is just like a cute moment of like, wow, they spent so much time together. Yeah. But it also just underlines this whole thing of like Eugene is like absolutely like this is distraught. Like as a person who he doesn't often let himself be run by his emotions. Yeah. This is him doing that. Well, yeah, because he him feels... just being like I'm emotional. Yeah. This yeah. is this is bad. Like he just spent we like he spent a month mm-hmm. away from his, his father dad. figure, <laughs> his mentor, whatever, like and came back and now he's like, I have no idea when I will ever see this man again. Yeah. Like he is going across the globe and he is leaving now. Yeah. Which is terrifying and, yeah. and very jarring. And I, I, I actually the, I think that the the analogy of losing Hal the way that they did is is kind of pretty apt as far as what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you get the whole like through for as clunky as a lot of the road trip is and where I don't like the road trip that much episode to episode. Uh, you can listen to our past six episodes of this show if you want if you want that. Dylan's but, wrong. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I might be. No, but, no. But there's plenty of episodes but, that I was like, I didn't like that. But I think the I think the broad strokes of that mm-hmm. arc work. And the fact that it, like, that so much of it is establishing Eugene as, is Eugene coming to terms with Odyssey is my home? Mm-hmm. And really wanting to get back to that and being excited and turning down other opportunities so that he can return. Yeah. And being, speaking affectionately of the place Mm -hmm. and whatever to then get back and the thing that like kind of makes it all work is no longer there yeah no that's complete mental breakdown and i think that yeah you're you're right there's the show in this episode does a really good job of capturing that like bernard um on their way uh critiques eugene for stammering and he doesn't even acknowledge it like and it's it's 
it's funny and it makes sense, but it's just it's so well performed. Like he seen he sounds so exas uh, exasperated, exacerbated, yes. exasperated, exasperated. There it is. Um, yeah, it's it's fantastic, Next. and Bernard's great. You know, he's providing that levity. I will say, I was surprised how chill he was with Wit leaving. <laughs> Yeah, but he's also he's like he's an older man. Yeah, that's like fair. he's been like he he has a relationship with Wit. Yeah, but he's not like dependent not, on him. Right, it's for not his as identity. close. Yeah. And he also has a probably a better grasp on the fact that like Wit will return mm-hmm. in a way that like Eugene just can't see. Yeah, well, because yeah, yeah, because he he might not like because that, that's not a step. But I don't I I don't think Bernard sees this as finality. Mm-hmm. In the same way that Eugene is kind of viewing it. And yeah. And but Bernard does have a salient line where he says, like, maybe you don't need wit as much as you think you do. Yeah. Um Which is really beautiful. Yeah, and, it is. And valuable and it, you know, I think And will set Eugene up for success coming forward yeah. here. Um but the other thing that's happening mean meanwhile while they're in the car is Connie's like talking to the f- the people at the airport mm, like trying, trying to, to convince them to stop the plane and she should have just called in a bomb threat yeah i realize that this is you know a kid show it's a kid's show it's also the 90s yeah so like <laughs> like he, the, the the hilarity of like he left wit had left for the airport an hour prior just it's a absurd. 30 minute drive yeah and the plane was taking off an hour and 15 like 15 minutes so like he had 45 minutes from like getting to the airport to getting on the flight to the middle east yeah and like that was just like yeah no no sweat no sweat that's normal that's That's, how plane travel works not the world i i grew up in certainly not and so it is just it's yeah it's funny but i'm just like so i'm like obviously they didn't have that option but that would have been you want to get this plane grounded yeah that was my thought as well i was like why doesn't or oh my I thought to myself, like, oh, my gosh, Connie's going to, like, fake some sort of a medical emergency or something. Right. Just be like, my dad's about to take off and he doesn't have his pills. Yeah. Like. (laughs) Or do something as crazy as what Eugene does later in the episode when he runs onto the tarmac. (laughs) Yeah. Tarmac. That's the word. Yeah. They kept calling it the restricted area. (laughs) Yeah. I really struggled to come up with that word in my notes. Oh. Because I was like, because I was like, runway is not what I mean. No, no, it's. The, I don't the, mean the, runway. It's the bit it's where the tarmac. Yeah. Wow. So smart, Andrew. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um. So they get stuck stuck in traffic. Um. Because there's construction, and Eugene gets out and runs, just takes Love off through a it. field, and uh, who should pull up to him next to, in the field? But Bart, Bart Rathbun. Yes, of course. Bart <laughs> Rathbun comes up. He's like, Eugene Meltzer, is that you? <laughs> and pulls him uh, aside and. This is when Eugene admits to being able to run a six-minute mile, which is very fast. Yes. <laughs> like. But he's desperate. Yeah. Well, no, he used to be able to. That's that's impressive. Correct, correct. He used to be able to. But, yeah. the And, and yeah, and Bart's headed to the airport and mm-hmm. also hates traffic, so he just cut through this field. Yeah, which is incredible. He cut through, a, a, yeah. yeah. I, I imagined he, like, cut through the div- the divider on the highway by, like, taking one of those dirt roads that police officers sit in. Yeah. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. And we get this really nice scene between Wit and Tom. Mm-hmm. Where Tom's, you know, the one who dropped him off. And he's saying goodbye. And 
John Campbell's score just underlines it so perfectly. Yeah. And I was like, I wrote the note down of like, oh man, am I going to cry in this episode? <laughs> like that was like really like, I was, yeah. you know, sitting at my desk at work, writing notes over my lunch break, just going like, oh man, is this one going to get me? Mm-hmm. Um, but then we jump away from those, from that lovely moment for the, for the antics of Eugene running through a restricted area and then waving at wit on the plane yeah he basically he goes he jumps out of bart's car demands he stops and um runs up to a security guard and he's like oh you know where's the gates and he's like oh that's around front basically on the other side so you know airports are typically like curved and they have like two main ports of entry um so you can just cut across the middle where all the planes are and so that's what Eugene does. <laughs> yep. And this guy freaks out and calls it in, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and so... Can we talk about the goodbye between Tom and Wit? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah I glossed over it. I but, mean, but you, you didn't really hit, gloss hit over it. me with it. I just... So Tom's performance is incredible. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like Tom's, yep. you know, Walker Edmondson killing it. As far as his sincerity, you can hear so much emotion in his voice, and it's just brutal to hear the canned audio of Wit, mm. I think, in that moment. Um, and it's 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 good that it could still happen in that exchange, but, you know, as an adult listening to it, it just stands out to me, like, how much better would his departure have been if Hal Smith was actually there for it, oh, you know? sure, sure. Like, if he could actually have... Even if everything about the episode was the exact same and he was just able to perform these lines and provide all of this emotion to match what clearly all the voice actors are bringing to the table. Yeah. Um, it, it makes it hard. But you're right in the sense that the score being drawn out and really holding the silence in between lines of dialogue between like people talking to Wit like yeah. just rips your heart out every yeah. single time. Like There's a part of me... That in that silence wonders if Wit's actually going to speak yeah. because I know he's gone. Yeah, yeah, and he's we hear in exchange on the plane um, where he with the, the aforementioned pillow one, and he asks mm. for a book, or he, he's trying to decide what he's going to read, mm. and then out the window, Eugene is like yeah. running down the the tarmac, waving at Wit, yeah, and Wit like looks out and what does he say he's like uh he just says like eugene doesn't he does he say something more no no i think he's like well i'll be darned or i mean it's not that but it's like something like that like i'm pulling it up give me one moment (laughs) oh my gosh oh he says good grief good grief it's good grief eugene yeah that that sounded canned. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but but no, yeah. it's it's great. And Eugene, like the the uh, the foley work of like the background noise of the airplane, and Eugene just desperately yelling, like I just came to say goodbye. I just came to say goodbye. Like, are you are you kidding me? I mean, the fact that he was able to spot Wit through the window and yeah. Wit was able to spot him feels a bit improbable. But well, so you have to imagine this is like Odyssey Airport. Yeah, tiny airport, small tiny plane. Tiny airport, small plane. It's just getting him to Chicago. Yeah, that's so, fair. Yeah, but still, right, of course. It's it's heightened. Mm-hmm. No, but um, it's it, it's good and it's yeah. t- 
tough. And then yep. Eugene gets immediately taken by the security guards. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Who refer to him as a fruitcake. Amen. That was my nickname in high school. <laughs> and yeah, uh, Tom ends up knowing the security guard who's like got him cuffed and is walking because yeah. he like used to go to the farm growing up. And so like Bernard and Tom smooth talk this guy while telling Eugene to shut up. Yes, really great. <laughs> uh-huh. no, Tom does all the smooth talking. Bernard tells Eugene to shut up. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> and uh, it's great. No, yeah, it's... It's a really funny, um, I mean, it's a, it's a small town moment where it's like, oh, yeah, of course I know your family and yeah. Tom being old person. It, <laughs> it's, it's convenient. Yeah. Uh, Bernard says that it's diplomacy. I don't think that that's diplomacy. <laughs> I, maybe it is, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It seemed kind of like, uh, evading the law more than diplomacy. <laughs> yeah. And so we have, um, we, the, we then Jack shows up. Mm-hmm. So he overhears, right. He overhears Odyssey's like, I'm mm-hmm. coming to see an old friend who, who, you know, wrote to me, said I should visit. And they're like, uh, well, he just left. And Jack's like, oh, well, I guess I'll fly back to Chicago. And they're like, no, like, don't <laughs> come yeah. stay. Like, yeah. let's, let's, you know, honor his memory or whatever. And, oh man, I, I love Jack. Yeah. Just like hearing his voice. I was like, man, what a guy. Do you want to know my, my note where he enters? It's all caps and it says, Enter Jack the Champion, Alan, the kindest voice to touch ears. <laughs> Mine just says Jack with three exclamation points. That's fair. That seems a lot more reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, we so he comes back to Odyssey. Um, oh, he comes back to Wit's End. He comes back they, to Wit's End. Using the cut of wit's farewell speech which i thought was a flashback so in my notes i'm like cut to wit's farewell speech at city hall video being played at wit's end yep (laughs) yeah so connie connie plays the video of um wit speaking to odyssey high Mm -hmm. just thanking them for the cards which oh my gosh (laughs) yeah it's a it's gutting do you know why it's gutting andrew why is it gutting dylan that audio is Hal Smith, Smith himself? I thought he didn't sound like Wit. Thanking, focus on. He made a video mm-hmm. thanking focus on the family's team for sending him cards following his wife's death. And they used that audio as Him like his thanking the town of Odyssey. Wow. I I know this is an audio me- medium, but I really just feel like I need to sit in silence with that fact. That's just brutal. Yeah, yeah. I was again. Oh, didn't had no clue where that came from just, when I listened to it. Yeah. I was like, that had to be canned. It seems so specific. Yeah, Dave Arnold, Paul McCusker, whoever came up with that idea. It is, um, yeah, just kind of, yeah, it's Perfect. remarkable. Like it's, yeah. It, it, we we talked about previously Wit's actual final lines on the show mm-hmm. and how absolutely perfect those are, like the last ones Hal Smith yeah. recorded yeah. for the It Began With a Rabbit's Foot episode, how good that is as like his final episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but having the last say be something that 
literally he's not being wit like that Correct. audio is just that Hal is Smith. just Hal Smith yeah that is it's a tribute to the man and that is him in uh, being genuinely Sincere. emotional yeah that's not a performance yeah like and it yeah it I, yeah it just yeah it's a really it's remarkable that neither of us cried during this because talking about it i'm like getting choked up <laughs> yeah i mean that that scene nearly got me again yeah yeah was... and eugene starts crying yeah and i was like oh man is this gonna be it like but i'm like no i kept it together mm-hmm. and then we have a the letter from yeah. eugene gets home and reads a letter from wit that we mm-hmm. wrote um that is just um dear eugene i'm so sorry i missed you we're we've been trying to find you but i'm afraid we won't be able to before i leave there's a lot that i could say but time has suddenly become very short so rather than embarrassing you by saying how much i've come to love you and how i will pray for you every day i just like to leave you with one simple thought and then will ryan and john avery whitaker mm-hmm. and hal smith in yeah. unison say the best, best is yet, yet to come. come just man rko like this is i've been in a boxing match with yep. my emotions this whole episode and they just yep they just got me and <laughs> I'm folks down. i did cry at that moment oh boy wow i had been teetering for the back half of this episode mm-hmm. and the just the mechanics of that being like, yeah. oh, of course, like we're going to have Will Ryan yeah. read this. And that's like, he gets to speak yeah. the last words of Hal Smith. And then it's like, no, they pulled audio and mm-hmm. got to have yeah. Hal say it at the end. And it's just over top. It's so good. It, yeah, it's just the perfect conclusion to this episode. Um, it's also. <laughs> It's timely that we're covering this episode when we when we are, mm-hmm. because the announcement was just made that album seventy five is the mm-hmm. next album that's coming out mm-hmm. is going to be the one that reckons with what they're doing with Eugene, what's going to happen now that will that um I almost said Will Smith <laughs> <laughs> if only I'll what trade that what they're going to do now that Will Ryan has passed um. And, I'm afraid. And, yeah, I was gonna say I'm, <laughs> I'm really, clenched. I'm really uneasy about it, especially because of the just like over, like literally in the time since he has passed, mm-hmm. the ability to do freaking AI voices mm-hmm. has like grown exponentially. Yeah, and the fact that like. We did the whole freaking, um, what was the, uh, Kenobi, where all of James Earl Jones' Jones voices, with his consent, were just audio AI generated. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, if we get AI characters, this is going to be a bummer. No, that'll just be done. I would disown it (laughs) and stop the podcast. And... Additionally, Bernard is on the cover art. Oh? Which Dave Madden has been yes. long since passed. Done, been, gone. Like So, 
I am. He died before Tom did, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, I, I believe so. I believe he passed before Walker Evanson. But yeah, he is. I'm just like, I am so on edge with how they are going to handle this given. Because this one, I don't know. It's weird. I. The reusing of audio, even audio that wasn't mm-hmm. intended for the show, feels like a loving tribute. Yeah. The, like, recreating the person as a computer feels hellish. No, it's don't. And I don't know what that is, and maybe it's just something we'll grow to become used to in this freaking world. No, I think that it's the the lack of humanity in it, and the the lack of, like, you cannot, you know, re-engineer a human... uh, in their behaviors, mannerisms, and cognitions yeah. with it. You know, it's it's a, it's a sterilized version. You can get it sure. to say the same words and sound pretty similar. Actually, very, very close. Right. But it's... It, right, and they can get it's an It's always going to be fake gold, you know? And, like, and, and honestly, getting an impersonator would also have the same kind of issue. Yeah, exactly. Me. Yeah. Like, one of the things that Odyssey has done well is... The wits sound similar, but mm-hmm. they all have their own flavor, and they're able to do that because they have a break every time, mm-hmm. because there is a gap between albums 50 and 51, yeah. because there is this period where wit's not even a part of the show. Mm-hmm. They can make that transition work mm-hmm. in a way that, like, if you're trying to butt something right up against, yeah. the recasting gets weird. And the they hell appar- is Bernard doing on the cover art? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's, just, maybe it's just fun. But, like, yeah, it is... I don't think so. No. It, I'm just very interested to see how they handle it and also terrified by this idea yeah. um, that I can't get out of my head. Also, because I don't know if you... Well, you're you're currently taking a break from Instagram, but the mm-hmm. Adventures and Odyssey Instagram, which I don't follow, but they follow me, so I see <laughs> their stuff. Um, actually, I think the I think the I think the podcast does follow them, but regardless, mm-hmm. they have been posting a lot of AI generated images of like Odyssey as like Norman Rockwell paintings mm-hmm. and stuff, to where I'm just like, oh, they're already dabbling, like they've yeah. already bought into this. Oh no! Yeah. Like, is this gonna be the route? Maybe Will Ryan will continue on the show for the next twenty years. <laughs> like, I'm not. just like they I bring am... back Hal Smith, <laughs> right? Like, I'm so they do an episode where all three wits meet <laughs> across the the witty verse. <laughs> yes. No, actually, someone did do a did do a pitch of that on the fan page and on Facebook, and unsurprisingly, Phil Waller was in the comments being oh, yeah, I remember. grumpy. Yep, yep, yeah. He was like, "Oh, there's no multiverse." Blah blah blah. blah. Yeah. Oh man. He, as long as we keep Phil Lawler away from Eugene and Bernard, if he gets his grubby little yeah, mitts just, on it and ruins it, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm scared. Send but, him a really angry message on Facebook. Yeah. I'm scared, but I will say, like, respect to this episode done oh, yeah. extremely well. Yeah. Um, and I, and for their first digitally recorded episode, on top of like yeah. on top of all of this, or digitally edited, digitally but, edited. Sorry, but, but still. Yeah, it just, it really works. And this episode makes me give the last six a bit of a pass. Mm -hmm. Where I'm like, if for 
eight months, all of their creative energy was going into how do we do this? Mm -hmm. And I don't think they could have done it better. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I don't know that there's a version of this episode that would work better than this one. Yeah, I agree. Like it really, it really works. And so I think had they, yeah, had they... The amount of work it took to make this episode this good makes me totally fine that the last few have been lackluster because I'm just like, (laughs) Phil. But like it just, it doesn't, it's worth it. Like Mm -hmm. that trade-off is worth it. I would rather have a few episodes I don't super care for and one that's, that's great than like, so then them like kind of not stick the landing on this one. Exactly. So, so yeah. Well, and and it does feel natural, like you said, with the whole tying it together to Eugene's trip and everything that they were doing. Like yep. it, it does feel very cyclical in a natural kind of devastating way. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I do really appreciate it. And then um, at the we did we did gloss over Eugene's moment um, with Connie. Uh, oh yeah. After the video. And Eugene, um, like, Connie comes to check on him and, like, gives him a hug. And it's, like, you can tell it's, like, a prolonged hug. And they have, uh, Eugene says, um, Connie says it'll be okay. And Eugene says it'll have to be. Mr. Whitaker, and he says, through tears, wouldn't have left if he didn't have any, every confidence that we would be able to cope. Yeah. And uh, that was that was brutal. That was really tough. But it was also just so good because, like, the yeah. Foley work was incredible. You could... Like, it felt like I was watching two people hug and talk to each mm-hmm. other in a way yeah. that was so hard to convey in audio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that is a good moment, and I'm glad you, yeah, drew attention to it. Um, other, my last note, I will sure. say, uh, the outro, very mournful. Different yes. music. Correct, correct. We don't have the standard outro mu- music. Chris is striking an entirely different tone. Mm-hmm. It is very much... Yeah, it's very somber. And this episode, I don't know that it still does, but had a um, had a warning on it when it aired. Originally. Really? The warning was, this is a highly emotional episode. It may raise several questions about why Wit had to leave. This episode could be used as an opportunity to talk about death with your child. Ha! <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. One, if you think about... Um, so... On the wiki, the, the scripture is 1 Corinthians 15, 51 to 52, which I actually read fairly recently for school. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised, imperishable, and we will be changed. Mm. And that's just beautiful. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good note to end on. Yeah. So uh, skipping skipping past plugs because yeah. nope whatever we'll be here in a week. Plug House um, Smith. <laughs> the episode that we are covering next is episode two eighty one. It's called "But Not Forgotten." Bye guys. Bye.